Guardians of the 615 contains explicit uncensored language and opinions. Listener discretion is advised. Gentlemen, we got episode 19. <laughs> <laughs> What's the word? Nothing new, bro. Just same old things, same old day, to be honest. Bro, my car. Bro, I just had to drop $620 on my car, bro. You get some time. What happened to it? <laughs> no, no, my, my brakes, bro. My I so my brakes start was leaking or a, a couple weeks ago. So I went and got some brake fluid and I filled it up. This is before I knew there was a leak. And then a week later, the brake fluid in the little container was gone. So I'm like, all right, I got a leak. So I took it to the shop yesterday. It turns out that instead of it a small leak, they had to replace the whole like system. Mm-hmm. That's what? how it usually goes. <laughs> no, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's how it usually goes, man. Hold on. Did you take it to like a dealership or like uh just like a just like a, a just a body shop or whatever? No, I took shop, it but a mechanic. Well, I took it to there's I live right next to a Honda dealership. So I took it to the Honda dealership. Mm. Is it a Civic? Say what? Oh Is it's it a, a it's an accord. Okay. See that's See, I worked. See, when I used to live back in Chattanooga, my uh, my senior year, I worked at a Cadillac dealership, and just working there, dude, like just going to like a dealership, in contrast to like uh, just you know like a local mechanic or anything, the prices are so so much different and everything. But them dealerships usually more expensive, huh? Uh huh. Yeah. You didn't you work for a, you should know this man. You worked for a dealership, didn't you too? Yeah, I used to work for a dealership as well. They uh yeah, they're they're charging like sixty dollars for an oil change. You can get it done for thirty around here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the good part is going through the dealerships is I have a Honda, uh whenever they replace stuff, you get a warranty on it. So mine oil, the master cylinder is a warranty, I think for it's like a year or two. Okay. Usually bad, it breaks on the uh, the first day after the year's up. Yeah, so that's how it works. <laughs> Usually, yeah, for sure. But gentlemen, I had a saga this weekend. I got a little story for y'all. <laughs> okay, story time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so, I can't wait to hear this. So uh, basically, when sports gambling got uh, got got legalized in Tennessee. I, I gave it a try for a couple of weeks, ended up losing like 75, 80 bucks, put it down, said, I'm done with this, right? I ain't going to waste my money. So one of my buddies wanted to get into it. And FanDuel has a uh, offer where if you invite a friend, you get $50. Y'all both get $50. But the caveat to this $50 is that you have to draw it. So this, uh, this weekend, I see that Matt Patricia got fired as the Lions head coach. And I'm of the belief that if an assistant coach takes over for a fired head coach, that they will 1,000% always win the next game. I don't know why, but it seems to always happen. So I put the whole 50 bucks on mm. the Lions winning outright. And sure enough, they're down like – I think they were down 10 at the beginning of the fourth. 
And so I just turned it off, come back to realize that they had got a strip sack and won the game. So I make, I think it was like, I think I pulled in like $150, $160 off that. So now I'm feeling good about myself. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm on a heater right now. I got to do this. So I end up taking the uh, 75 of that and put it on the Rams to win. Sure enough, that hit. So all of a sudden I've turned 50, 50 to like 420 real dollars, right? <laughs> and I don't know if y'all watched the Chiefs game. They had a special going on that said if Tyreek Hill scores the first touchdown, then you will, uh, I think, $50 won you like $167. And I don't know if y'all saw that Tyreek Hill catch that wasn't a catch, but really was a catch. I, I lost, I lost 100 or $167 off of them not challenging it. Oh. That's not insane. Yeah, I lost my money on that. Oh, dude, I would have been so pissed. I would have been just the bad beat alert, man, bro. I would be so pissed. Hold on, so like, what do you bet at? Because I've seen like a lot of people like betting and stuff now. Because I guess Tennessee is like a gambling state or whatever it is that they just came out with. Or yeah, they got a few different apps. I know DraftKings, MGM, and FanDuel are the top top apps, but. Yeah, man, they they get you sucked in. If you if you create an account, you get fifty free dollars to uh, to play with it, play around, and put down bets. Um, but I mean, it, it's fun. It makes it makes games that you wouldn't be interested in interesting. So, like right now, I'm watching this North Carolina game. Who I took the points. So basically, they have to if they lose, I need them to lose by less than three points. So if that hits, which is seventy to eighty one right now. Um, if that's hits, I got it parlayed with the uh, the Duke game, with the Cowboys game tonight. Yeah, no, I got it parlayed with the Cowboys game tonight, so I need the Cowboys to go over forty five. So basically, I put fifty down for the Cowboys to go, or for the Cowboys and Ravens to combine for over forty five points, and then I need North Carolina to lose by less than three, and I'll win. I think two hundred and seventy bucks, but this not looking good right now. They're down seventy to eighty three to Iowa. So yeah, and Luke Garza. I didn't, I didn't realize Iowa was the truth like this. Man. I mean, I think it's more of just Luke Garza just being a big presence, and then him <laughs> shooting eighty six percent from the from the from the floor for the whole year so far. I mean, that's I mean that's their go to guy right now. It looks like, but I'm watching the game too, and it does not look like. I don't think they're going to cut this down in double digits, but they got six minutes left. Who knows? I mean, they they made it a little bit of a game coming out of halftime. It was they they took the lead there for a second, but I mean, this offense by Iowa is just ridiculous right now. Yeah, they can get whatever they want. No, it's crazy, but they're a good team though. So, I guess North Carolina they're they're just average this year. Um. I mean, I don't recognize any of the players on the floor for them right now. Well, I know they got a lot of incoming freshmen. They got that Armando dude that came back last year. Um, they got that R.J. Davis kid. They got that Caleb kid. Uh, and that's the really only, you know, two people, three people that I really pay attention to. But, I mean, I mm-hmm. guess they're just the average team. Uh, it looks like so far this year. So, yeah, like I said, I'm not, I'm not very, uh, versed in college basketball only pay attention to duke i watch that uh they play illinois tonight i I have no idea about illinois either i didn't know they were ranked number six so we'll see how that goes yeah for real for real oh man 
find well, us you do any mountain biking this weekend man i'm taking i'm taking a leap. <laughs> no but no uh after the 40 40 plus miler i was like yeah i'm good for a while <laughs> the legs still burning huh yeah and it start. it's a little too cold in the mornings right when i wake up so i've just I've just been doing for the most part with the mountain biking, but since I'm not biking anymore, I'm I'm starting to get back up right with my uh my leg days. I'm starting to go like super heavy. It wasn't it fine or Calvin that you were telling me that he had y'all doing legs four times a week or something like that. Oh, when we got um when uh, Bradley uh, reached out to find us about just working out, just a workout plan and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was four times a week. It was I mean, three. A, it was three. Yeah, yeah. I I knew it was something like something like that. But what's uh, the logic behind that, Finest? Well, it depends what you're trying. If you're trying to build like strength for sure, and if you're trying to gain muscle mass, usually when you gain muscle mass, the majority of it is going to be in your lower body. From mm-hmm. your butt down to your calves is where you'll gain the majority of your weight if you're doing, like, even if you're doing full body stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you only do upper body, you'll only gain upper body weight, but nobody's trying to be unproportional like that. But yeah. um, lifting legs helps you with so many lifts, aside from, like, obviously bench press, but lifting legs helps with your deadlift. It helps with your squat. It helps with hang clean, snatch, power clean, all of that stuff. It, it's Really lower leg leg days are vital um, when it comes to just overall strength because uh, it's like you know almost every movement you do, especially if you're standing up, involves your legs. Mm-hmm. So what would you uh, what would you recommend for somebody twenty pounds asking for a food here? <laughs> trying to lose twenty pounds. <laughs> Try to lose twenty pounds. Um. Honestly, if you're trying to lose what like losing weight, legs is like the way to go no matter what. Um if you're trying to lose weight through lifting, then I would do instead of doing five sets of five and going heavy, drop the weight down and do more reps. So like maybe mm-hmm. four sets of ten to twelve, maybe fifteen, or five sets of ten to ten to fifteen and go more for reps than for weight. Mm-hmm. That'll really get the get the fat burn. Get a ton of cardio too. Well, here's my thing. Anytime I'm anytime I advise a, a client or anybody that reaches out, I am not a big advocate for for cardio. Here's why. All right, cardio. Now, when we say cardio, I think when I say cardio, I'm talking about your long distance running. Uh huh. That cardio, long distance running, is the least efficient way to lose weight because all you're doing is just burning calories. That's it. Like you're just outright just burning calories. Now, what I always suggest is people want to get running in. Honestly, I I tell most people, if you're just trying to lose weight and tone up and gain some strength, just lift five days a week. You don't have to do any cardio. Really? But, oh yeah. Like it's, it's way more efficient that way. Um, but when if somebody if somebody is gonna wants to do some kind of running, I always tell them to do sprints or do some kind of high interval training. So maybe like a a stairmaster or a a stationary bike and do like 
hard, a high tempo for a minute, low tempo for one minute, some high interval training. Because here's the thing. Sprinting help. Sprinting builds muscle in your legs. If you sprint, it actually increases the amount of muscle you build in your legs. If you do long distance cardio, if you notice all the great long distance runners, they're super skinny because it develops slow twitch muscles. And that's more for endurance and long distance. And when you sprint, it's it's so it's high interval, so it it, it develops fast twitch muscles, mm-hmm. which are used for explosive movements. And that's why if you look at the difference between a sprinter and a long distance runner, sprinters are shredded. So like a lot of sprinters, they're yoked up because sprinting gets you shredded and builds muscles. So not only does sprinting and then lifting, not only are you losing weight from burning the calories, but you're losing weight by adding muscle and adding muscle itself helps burn fat. So you're burning it basically in two different avenues instead of just one. Yeah. So, and it's a lot, if you're trying to lose weight faster, running sprints and lifting is a lot faster than just, you know, doing your, just doing treadmill work every day. It's you can lose weight a lot faster. That is interesting. You would think that the long distance running would be the the way to go. Just logically speaking. You oh know? yeah. It's counterintuitive for sure. Damn. Cause I, I was all, Keep on going, fine. My fault. Oh, yeah. I was just gonna say it's counterintuitive because when I first said, I'm like, Oh, you want to lose weight faster? Stop, stop doing cardio. And people are like, What? That makes no it, sense. But, but it that's it's more efficient if you do it with either sprints or just lifting more often. That's good to know. I got a $500 bet with my buddy that I lose more weight than him by February 15th. <laughs> so I've been, <laughs> I've been. <laughs> I've been uh, been trying to find ways to to lose this, but it's, hit up that Spring Hill Fitness, uh, yeah. uh, Mitch. Yeah, really though. It's all about that <laughs> diet though. That sugar, man. That's the that's my problem. Is I'm so addicted to sugar. It's not even funny. You know the thing. My problem is, What's I up? think I eat en- I think I eat enough, but I'm not eating enough at all. Like, I I, I just don't know. Like, have you ever like? I, I know Fines probably can kind of, like, agree to this or know what I'm talking about. You know when you're, like, you eat and you're already hung, like, you're already full, and but you know you need to eat more, but you're already stuffed? Mm-hmm. It's oh, like yeah. That, that, that's, yeah. The, that's, the th- that's the thing with me. Like, I eat a lot throughout the day, but I don't eat enough, you know, to, like, get the, you know, the calorie intake and all that. And I try to force feed myself. At the same time, I'm just like, bro, I don't want to do this, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Force feeding's tough. Well, force feeding's tough, and it's it's hard to beat. But um, the the way you have the way that what you're force feeding, what's that doing is basically is trying to expand your stomach. Well, to an extent, it depends where you're starting from. But if you know you need to eat five thousand calories for trying to do what you're trying to do in terms of gaining weight or muscle mass, and you're not used to eating five thousand calories, you got to force yourself to eat. So over time, eventually, your body gets used to eating that amount. And then if you eat on a schedule, like I eat on a very strict schedule, like a certain time every single day. And I eat six meals a day. And at every, every day at 3 o'clock, no matter where I'm at, I'm hungry. Because that's when I eat one of my meals at 3 o'clock. So eventually, you get on a schedule. Mm-hmm. So it becomes easier. But, I mean, you're talking, it takes weeks just to build the habit and get your body in that like rhythm yeah i was on like a good rhythm and everything and then um moved back home and just got out of the rhythm and everything um 
and all that. Just just need to get back onto it and everything. So that's the key to it, man. Once you start getting that momentum, it's easy. But starting that, oh, that's dude, the of it, man. And the thing too, it only takes one thing to knock you off your rhythm, bro. And oh that's yeah, what happened to me. It, that's the it. It was literally I moved back. I had a game plan. Um, well, another thing too, I didn't have a gym to go to. So that was another thing. Um, but yeah, just during that time period, it was like a good, like week or two week period where I was just knocked off my schedule and all that, but we getting back to it though. We getting back to it. Finest, what kind of food you eating? Oh man, I eat just a ton of meat, like a, just a bunch, a bunch of meat. I usually eat a potato, a, a potato or two every day. And usually a bunch of rice. That's like my basic. And then sweet I sweet potato or regular potato. Regular potato. Okay. I mean, sometimes I make sweet potatoes, but it's like, it's like southern sweet potatoes, like like candied, almost like a. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like super southern. <laughs> that's but that's my usual. So Pretty how much boring. how much weight did you gain from? your senior year of end of senior year to end of freshman year of your college, high school to college? Uh, from freshman to – from senior year high school to freshman year in college? Yeah, like coming out of high school, they want you to put on – Oh, yeah. They always do, right? Yeah, 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 immediately. Um, I When I first got on campus my freshman year, I think I weighed – low 160s like 164 165 and then you know granted i just came out of track season so i usually cut weight for track because mm-hmm. we literally had state and then two weeks later i was moving to missouri so i literally was fresh off of track so i was like 160 something i think by the end of my senior year i got up to about 180 oh, it, yeah 180 ish and then but my weight fluctuated so heavy because I just have a problem with gaining weight. So uh, I remember one one year I was trying to get like as heavy as I could possibly get. And out of nowhere, I started, it was in the summer. I started gaining a ton of weight in the summer. So I, I went in the summer at 180. And uh, after about a month, I was at like 196. And then towards the end of the 98, and I was like, okay, bet I'm about to be in the 200s playing corner. You know, I'm going to be out here. Crack, crack back, and you know I'm gonna be cracking heads. Mm-hmm. Problem, but there, that's a, there's a problem. I gained all that weight in such a short amount of time that once camp hit, when we got to actually doing all the football camp stuff, I couldn't run. I couldn't. I wasn't in shape at that weight. So like, I still had my speed, but I would get winded so early, my knees started like throbbing because I wasn't used to moving around with these pads on at that weight. I had gained, I went from 180 to 198. I gained 18 pounds in like three weeks. Good lord! And so I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have to cut my weight back down." So I, I ended up cutting back down to like 185 ish, 180. You gained 18 pounds in three weeks? Oh yeah, it was it was. The hell crazy. were you eating? Every literally, well, I meal I meal prep, and I was just meal prepping just. A ton of carbs and protein. That's literally it. Carbs, protein, and then every now and then I have some fruits and vegetables. Uh, but it, we're talking like big, like pork steaks and like two two baked potatoes and mac and cheese, God or to be like bless. two chicken breasts and like a big old thing of rice and like some broccoli. Good lord! 
I could imagine putting on 18 pounds in three weeks. But it's weird because I felt in the weight room, I felt good. I was moving dumb weight. I was lifting with the linemen. Like I was oh, lifting. Oh, shit. Through. I was, I was <laughs> moving stupid weight. And then running, when we, our summer running, I felt great. It's when we got to putting the pads on <laughs> and we did a bunch of change of direction and we were doing a full two hour practice that first day. After practice, I had to ice my knees for the rest of the night because my knees were like, bro, you're not used to moving like this at this weight. And so I had to cut the weight back down. Bro, you were really lifting with the linemen? Yeah, man. Like, I was out there. Bro, you got a, you got a <laughs> cornerback lifting. <laughs> well, how tall are you finding? Six foot? Yeah. Well, Six that's foot. the funny thing. I, I actually had a growth spurt in, high, in college. Like, the my senior year in college, I grew – I grew three and a half inches. Damn. Yeah, late bloomer. I, I ain't I ain't grown since I want to say sophomore year of college. So, but still, the but, linemen, bro, like that's <laughs> they tell the linemen to get their weight up. Cornerbacks coming hard. Hey, look, I was stout. I was a stout little dude. <laughs> but uh, the sports, though, bro. All right, go ahead and kick us off. All right, all right, all right. Um, so what do y'all think about Kentucky, dude? They're one and three right now. Um, they lost to Richmond, which was very, very suspect. They lost to uh, Kansas, which is, you know, I think Kansas is a very good school um, for basketball. Um, Georgia Tech, they lost to them by how many points? 17 points, bro. What, 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 what's y'all's prediction with Kentucky? What are y'all thoughts right now? Because I just don't think this team is it right now. Like I said, well, right now, I don't think they're a good team. But later down the line, they possibly could be. But what's y'all's thoughts on that and everything? Uh, I think I think they'll figure it out. But I think it'll be a – it's weird saying this. I think it'll be a down season for them. But I still think they'll have a good – you know, down season for, like, Kentucky. It's still, like, a really good season just in general. But I, still, I think it'll be, like, more of a down season for them. Um, I think they'll figure it out. They'll probably – I don't even think they win the SEC this year. No, I don't think that either. Mm, but, really yeah, but I, I think uh, they figure it out and they still make the the tournament. And they do decent, but I don't – I think it's it's like a down year in, in comparison to, like, what their standard is. See, it's just hard my, to imagine John Calipari not making the tournament. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. My thing is, though, is just – and I think Miss can kind of back me up on this a little bit. It's just something with putting – I don't know how many freshmen they start. I want to say it's four freshmen and maybe one, like, uh, veteran or whatever. But just starting four freshmen, I think, is just the hardest thing to do, um, especially when you're in a Power 5 program, and plus if you're at Kentucky, too, just to get the uh, – you know, the results that you expect every game um, – I, I just I don't know, man. Just force freshmen coming uh starting and everything. I just don't think it's like a good look. Not a good look, but it's just the maturity and everything and you know, just playing basketball and, and then you gotta think about um you know the speed of the game too, like you spoke on last week, fine. This uh just that transition from uh high school to college is very different and everything. So I don't know. Um not even that. If you if you have four freshmen that what, what were their camps like this year did they get were they out practicing as much as they would have been had COVID not been a thing or are they See, just coming the they just coming out as fresh 
legitimately fresh meat from high school. Um, I really honestly I don't know that. Uh, just based off of what I've heard from people that I know that are on college, you know, basketball teams and every or college stat, uh, programs and everything, they, I know most of them said that they had problems just getting into the facilities and everything and just practicing as a team, let alone, you know, individual workouts. So obviously that can, that that's obviously a big thing. I want to say that, uh, that that's probably what happened with them. If, um, you know, other programs had that same thing too. I think right now people think that the, that this whole COVID thing, the worst part that it's done to sports is that, uh, the no fans at the stadiums and things of that nature. But, I think it's really going to put a damper on the quality of who you're able to recruit. If a, if a high school basketball season gets shut down within the next two or three weeks and you're a senior and you only have your junior year film, I mean, how do you, how do you even recruit people? You know, and some States are going to be closed downs. Others aren't going to be closed down. So you're going to get games, games from certain areas of the, of the country where you wouldn't get games from others. Uh, I don't know how how you go into this season recruiting, especially looking towards next year. Uh it can be it can be a lot of good recruits out there that aren't going to get any get seen because they're not, you know, they're not able to play. Well, I think with that, I think that's going to really solely, and to be honest, I feel that it's going to rely on that's going to really solely just uh, rely on the uh, the kid whoever wants to go play college basketball. You know, if you want to go play college basketball, you'll find a way. Yeah, that's um, true. You get your you'll, tape you'll out find, there. Yeah, you'll find a way regardless if you just have junior year tape or whatever. Um, but, like, and crazy thing about it, though, it, it's kind of funny that you said that. Did you hear about that, uh, the story about that guy from Ohio? No. Uh, I know I sent it to Finest. You remember that, Finest? Um, which guy? That guy from Ohio. I forgot his name uh, that I sent to you that uh, he went to – I think – I forgot his name, but anyway, oh, here, here's talking the, about uh, you talking about they was talking about his bad story. Yeah, um, yeah, the commentator was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I forgot his name, Mitch, but this is dude from uh, he plays at Ohio right now. He was a before he uh, went to Ohio, he went to UCF just as a regular student. Um, he went to this prep school, and prep you know prep schools have A team, B team, C team, and D team. Mm-hmm. He went on he went on to the C team. He got called up to the B team got called up to the A team and then got back sent down to the C team or whatever. So when he went back down to C team, he was hooping, bro. Just just doing people dirty and everything at this prep school and everything. This dude created his own highlight tape and everything, sent it out to all these different colleges and just just seeing if he can get like just, you know, feedback or whatever. This dude off his own mixtape that he made got a full ride scholarship to Ohio, bro, and now it's hooping. Good grief. Yeah, and I was just like, God, dude, like that, it, that takes some effort, that takes some grinding, especially getting called up to the B team, A team, and getting sent back to, down to the C team. That, 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 that kind of mess up my uh, just train of thought and just confidence and everything for like, sure. You're making it up there, and then you go back down to the C team, and you still got you that same even, mindset. But it's the thing, like, you go on to the A team, still busting people's ass, and you don't even get back, you don't, you get sent down to the B team, not the, not the C, uh, not the C. You get sent down to the C team, not the B team. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, that's crazy to me. But, yeah, I feel like it's going to be solely on, um, you know, the high school players just to get their tape out. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of open gym tryouts too. So, 
for sure. Yeah, I'm sure you'll see a lot of walk-ons too that uh, that start making noise. And it seems like the 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 walk-ons always start making noise in the Sweet Sixteen for mm-hmm. pulling threes. How Mercer did y'all that year? Yeah, let's not talk about that. We don't want to talk about Mercer <laughs> or Lehigh. Oh man, <laughs> but um. I know you talked about this earlier. Duke plays Illinois, man. What what's are you kind of scared because they're ranked number six right now? Or? I don't know anything about Illinois. I know that 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 we're facing I guess we I don't know if our talent's better than Kentucky, but I think we're kind of facing the same Kentucky syndrome that we have. That James James Johnson, I believe his name is, uh he seems to to uh to be balling out. So I'm interested to watch and see. And James Johnson. Of, yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. my apologies on that. I'm looking to uh I don't know. I'm just looking to see and get a feel for the team. It's it's so weird, you know, watching them grow up as a kid. Uh, Krzyzewski really didn't go start going to the the one and done stuff until the 2015 team. With uh, granted, they had Quinn Cook, who was a four year senior, but um, that's when that's when Krzyzewski realized that he had to. I mean, it's what you got to do in college basketball now. But they got a few fresh or they got a few sophomores on this team that I'm interested in watching, like Matthew Hurt and. We'll see how they play, but I don't know. I think that the, the the COVID thing probably affected their gym time and you know getting getting a sense of team and chemistry. Um, so I guess the more experienced teams, I feel like in the um, in the league this year are gonna gonna have an advantage over the one and done teams. Yeah, uh, ooh. I might have to go with Duke though. Well, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with Vegas. If Vegas got Duke winning, so I'm gonna go with Vegas. They got. They got Duke winning this game. They got Duke winning by three and a half. We'll take that. We'll take that all day long. Hey, Mitch. What's up? I'll say one thing. I know you said you're just really surprised just about uh, just Illinois and everything, just the ranking. They have a good – so they have this dude named A. I don't even know how to pronounce his name, his first, his last name, but his first name's A.O. He was supposed to be going to the draft this year, but he came back um, and everything. Because, you know, they have that new thing. You can uh, come back to college basketball if you don't uh, – what is it? You don't sign with an agent or something like that? You can come back? I, I think you can sign an agent, but you can't go to the combine. It's some weird rule like that. It's like it's like one or the other. Or maybe you sign with an sign with an agent and you have 30 days it, it's it's a it's a weird bogus rule that the ncaa makes of course yeah. but yeah because i feel like it was changing every single year so i didn't know what the current state of it is um uh-huh. but uh they got him they got kofi uh he he's definitely gonna he's definitely going to the league he's a true like big man you know back-to-back basket just a bully then they got this other uh freshman adam miller which is definitely i think he'll go to the draft He'll be a first-round pick next year. They're a solid team, dude, and they, then they got some key pieces uh, for role players. They're they're a solid team, and they I, I think they I think they go about nine or ten deep. So they got a first team and second team that they utilize. So I mean, they're a good team. I just think that the back to the basket center is just becoming extinct, man. I think that you either need to be a stretch five or you have to be a Clint Capella that's just super athletic and is a rim protector and can run rim to rim. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that, I but at the, same, at the same time, dude, I don't think there's really no big men right now that truly want to go against somebody that's a bully. Like, you know what I'm saying? They don't want the contact yeah. and everything. Because like you said, 
a lot of you know centers now are stretch fours or they can play most positions. You get somebody down there that's like two fifty something that just wants to bang and just bully you. Like that's gonna be a long night for you. You're gonna get you're gonna, you're gonna get tired and pissed off. So yeah, like a Mark Gasol. I think uh, I guess one of the the true true centers in the league right now would be Andre Drummond, right? Yeah, he, he can yeah. he can step out and take the perimeter shots, but his job or is Steven to sit his ass in that. Uh, yeah, Stephen Adams, but he's one of those too. He's not a not a back to the basket guy. He's more like a Clint Capella that's just gonna clean rim up. protect. Yeah, just gonna rim protect and grab every single board that comes off that rim. Mm-hmm. He ended up going. Where did he end up going? He ended up at the Pelicans, right? He got traded, yeah, which is yeah. not a bad pickup either. No, it's not. He's not wrong. a bad pickup. <laughs> I would have loved to see CP3 go to the Pelicans, man. CP3 out there mentoring Zion. and That, that would have been, been a great yeah. point guard just for his IQ and just, you know, Zion just being a rim runner and just catching lobs and all that. That would have been dope. But, I think Lonzo – I think Lonzo is still, still good enough for that position with him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that would have been really interesting to see. Speaking of the NBA, what is this man doing? He wants to go to the <laughs> what, what is this? I was I was reading online, man. You have James right. He doesn't like CP3. Let's get CP3 traded. Then he doesn't like right? They trade Capella. The, this this ownership and this management tried to do every single thing they possibly could do for James Harden to make him have build teams around him, and every single team that they put around him, he didn't like. So I don't, I don't know if this is a team problem or if this is a James Harden problem. You think this is a more like a Kyrie problem? I think this is a James Harden. I mean, Kyrie's special. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie didn't work out with LeBron, and then he didn't work out with Brad Stevens. So I, I don't know what to think of Kyrie. I don't know how you can't get along with one of the best coaches in the league and the greatest player in the history of the league. Uh, I just, I don't know how you can't do that. So he's a special case, but it seems like James Harden's just not going to be happy wherever, wherever he ends up. Although I would love to see him with Joel Embiid and 76ers. Mm -hmm. But I I think that they're dumb because I don't, I think the best offer that they would have got was from the Warriors and the Warriors were talking about sending over Wiggins, uh, James Wiseman, and a first-round draft pick for them. And the Rockets said no to that. So I, I don't know. I don't know how you can get a better deal than that, unless they were just like, we're not, we're not going to put James Harden, stuff and Clay on the same team. Mm-hmm. I think it was more of that. They yeah, <laughs> responsible for that team coming to fruition. But my thing too, I don't know why he. I mean, it's not like you know when he was asking for all this stuff, it's not like his shot percentage is dropped or anything like that. It's just, I don't know, man. I, I don't understand that. I really don't. Yeah. It, he didn't stop playing or anything like that. And like, you know, he didn't let his attitude towards the team stop him from doing things. But at the same time, what, what does he need? We, we really don't know if Russell Westbrook doesn't work out with him. CP three doesn't work out with him. Clint Capella, who he had great chemistry with, they obviously wanted to get rid of him. I don't think that much happens on that team without James Harden having at least some type of say in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what 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 what's the perfect? Do we know what team needs to be built around him in order for him to thrive? Because obviously, he doesn't need a ball dominant point guard, and he doesn't need an athletic center. So is 
he just need you know a true true stretch four or something like that running with him I, I don't know I don't know what the dude needs to be able to be successful and get the the championship obviously he's successful now but success in the sense of championships I don't know. Mm-hmm. they tried yeah you got a point and that's the thing too I really hope this whole thing with John Wall works out because you got to remember John Wall just came out off of what what injury was it? his ACL injury that he had did he get a meniscus or yeah. not a meniscus I'm sorry Achilles I think it was Achilles. But wasn't yeah, it? Because he was out for a long time. He was out for two years. Because I remember there was that freak accident he had where he's walking up the stairs or something like that, and he tore his Achilles or he did something. Oh, that's what it was. He was doing something at the house. Yeah. <laughs> and he tore it, and then he he tore something. And then was that the Achilles, or was that the Achilles after he came back from that first, that, that weird injury that I just talked about? No, I think that was. Because he's been out for two years. He's been out for two years, I think. I want to say. Yeah, he's been out. He's been out longer than than Michael Jordan's first retirement. Oh, good grief! So he's been out for like seven hundred some days. That's Dang. the stat of the day, right there. Yeah, <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying though. Like, don't like, and I'm and there's this um, you know that podcast I was talking to you earlier about finding all the smoke and everything. He was yeah. He was a guest appearance on that. And he was telling uh, them, you know, just his injuries and everything. And they said that um, I think it was something his knee or his ankle. They said that, that he had uh, surgery on, and uh, he didn't realize that he's been playing on that that hurt or injured knee or leg or whatever it was for so many years. And then he said, uh, you know, after the pandemic and everything, gyms open. He got back in the gym and everything. He said he feels like brand new. He said he feels like Kentucky J- John Wall. And if he says that, that's kind of scary because. Uh-huh. If it's open floor, bro, it's it, it's go ahead and just award that man his two points because it's it's going through the net. So, I just, what I understand is Harden is going to get trade traded. There's like one thousand percent that he's going to get traded before the season oh, starts. Got- so I don't know if we'll ever see him with John Wall. But okay, 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 okay. See, that's the thing because I would hate for John Wall to come back. You know, having you know all the things he's talking about, having a promise, you know, a promising good season and everything. And then, you know, James Harden comes in and takes 50 shots while John Wall's trying to, you know, make his, you know, make his name, uh, you know, worthy back in the NBA and everything. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, if James Harden does stay, hopefully um, that all works out and everything. So, but like Mitch said, it seems like he might get traded, so. Speaking of NBA, now ESPN released, they're doing the top 100 players for the upcoming season, right? So they released 100 through 51. And I went through the list, and some of it's disrespectful. The most disrespectful. DeMar DeRozan, 82? Bro, DeMar DeRozan, yes, 82. (laughs) But here, no, here's the most disrespectful part of this list. They have – hold up. Let me make sure I get my stats right, okay? They have long – now, look, I'm not I'm not discrediting anybody. I'm not trying to say who better than who. All I'm saying is Lonzo Ball is ranked higher than Blake Griffin, D'Angelo Russell, John Wall, DeMar DeRozan. He's ranked higher. That is so disrespectful. 
and I'm not trying to say Lonzo shouldn't be in the top 100, but Lonzo's ranked 54 on this list. But but, are they taking years of experience into consideration? Like, I really don't think they are. Um, ooh, I'm not a hundred percent. Because I'm not hundred percent on that one. Because I'm sorry, like you put Lonzo over Demar Derozan, like that's that's just ridiculous to me. <laughs> but here's some here's some notable. I I, I made up some notes, some notable rankings. So Lonzo's fifty one. Tyler Hero, fifty nine. He's made the top sixty. Blake Griffin is sixty five. Kevin Love sixty four. Blake Griffin, sixty five. Con- Above Demar, <laughs> yeah. What? Now, look, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, seventy-seven. Oh no, okay. no, oh, John, no. John Wall's eighty-one. No. They just did that because he wanted chip. Probably something. John Wall eighty-one. Demar Derozan eighty-two. Patrick Beverly is made the top one hundred. He's ninetieth. Oh, <laughs> oh, y'all are mad about that. No, one. I'm so pissed about that. Steph you also Curry. had Beverly haters in here. I just don't Look, like well, him, dude. I just really don't uh, like him. <laughs> I'm not a fan of his play style. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Steph Curry, 91. Lamarcus Aldridge, 95. Marcus All, 96. Marcus Morris, 99. Marcus Morris only on there because he got hands. So I don't know why he's on there. It, is Marcus Morris the one that plays for the Clippers, or is that Marquise Morris? He plays for the yes, yeah, the Clippers. Clippers. Yeah. So, interesting. DeMar DeRozan, that's disrespectful. I saw that he had tweeted about that. See, yeah, it, it's stuff like that what pisses off NBA players. So, I hope that kind of fuels DeMar and everything because it seems like the last few years he's had a down year uh, just with the Spurs and everything. Is he is he still with the Spurs right now? Or is, he, is he in talks right now getting traded? He's in talks of getting traded, but he's – as of right now, he's with the Spurs. Okay, because I I I really like Demar and his game and everything. I want him to go to a different team. That's one play that I will say I I do want him to win a ring before he you know says it's all and done. So it just seems so hard to get a ring, man. You get you got to be got to be with LeBron or you got to be with Steph. That's the only way you're getting a ring. You know, <laughs> it just honestly. Then we'll see about Giannis, but. I don't know. It just seems like it's impossible for players like that to get a ring without getting taking a huge pay cut and going to play play with one of those two guys. Mm-hmm. He's starting to get a little older, isn't he? He's probably in his mid thirties or early thirties. Uh, I think so. Maybe he's like thirty two, thirty three, maybe somewhere. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, he ain't got too much longer. So yeah, you better doesn't. figure out something. He's been underappreciated too, man. That that Toronto trade after the loyalty that he showed them for all those years. That's 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 a brutal part of the business, man. I know. But at the same time, it's just like we give away DeMar that couldn't get it done, or we get Kawhi that can maybe make something happen. And they won that chip. Yeah, boy. And they won that chip that they did. They did. I mean, I mean that's I mean that's not a hard I mean it that is a very hard decision. Um just having that player, basically your franchise player, I want to say, uh, and then just you know just letting him go to get another superstar. I I mean it, I know it left a bad taste in his mouth and everything, but got to do what they got to do at the end of the day. So, damn. Uh, how about the 
bitch. <laughs> Thirty-five to nothing. What was that? Look. He <laughs> said, "Look, you said, look. oh, Mitch, Dude. y'all are down seventeen to six right now. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. But look, here's the thing. <laughs> like I said, there's no need to freak out. Here's why: one, the Browns are not a bad team. The Browns are nine and three. They're not a bad team. They've only had three losses this whole season. Two, if it, if we had, if we had lost like that." To the Jets, then I'd be concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're talking about a <laughs> solid team that now we you know when you say Browns, you don't think good, but this year they are they're stellar. They figured it out, right? So that's one reason. Second reason is it's just it's it's one loss. And a few episodes ago, I talked about how I think the Titans will get two L's in the remainder of their season. I just predicted one of the L's being from the Ravens and not the Browns. So record-wise, we're still on track to basically finish where I think we will finish. I think we'll win the rest of the year. Put you at, what, 11-5? and Yes. Or are you saying 12-4? and No. Y'all are 8-4 and right now, right? Yes. Does that put y'all at 8-4? and Yes. Because I think – I. I believe we can win out the rest of the season. But here's the thing with this game. Now, it looked rough in the beginning, but when it was all said and done, we did we what 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 was the final score? It was 45 it was 40 41 or 42 to 35. So I was about to ask you. I didn't watch the, I didn't watch the end of the I didn't watch the second half of the game, so I just saw that pop up. So they just let T- Tannehill throw the ball, I'm guessing. So, well, unfortunately, I didn't actually get to see it myself because they weren't broadcasting it down here in Texas. But, nice. all, but what I will say is, our off we still scored thirty five points. So the offense, yeah, we didn't score in the first quarter, but the offense wasn't the problem. And like I said last episode, it's gonna come down to our defense, and our defense got tested last game. So. I mean, I think we'll figure it out. Well, obviously, our defense is out of out of the offense, defense, special teams. Our defense is the weakest link. But once we get our defense straight and game planned out, we're gonna be fine because we mean, outscored they... them in the third quarter, fourteen to three, and we outscored them in the fourth quarter, fourteen to zero. Because we're everybody knows the Titans have been a second half team for I don't know how long. We've always mm-hmm. been a second. We just got, Since they've been in Tennessee. Basically. So we just got to find a way to slow the teams down in the first half. Let our <laughs> offense do what they do in the first half. Because we know in the second half, if it's a close game, we're good. Kind of thing. So that's what I'm saying. There's no need to abandon ship. Don't hop off the bandwagon. We're good. <laughs> so what? So 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 for this. <laughs> fight, fight us out here calming down Titans Nation right now. I got to calm <laughs> We're straight. We're eight and four. Like we're good. Eight and four. Some teams <laughs> win. Four. We're good. So what? So for the rest of the season, find us. What do they need to do to make this? What twelve and four record that you're projecting? Eleven and five. Do you? Have, they still have the Packers. They still have the Packers. Yeah, you oh, have the the rest yeah. of their schedule. Their finest. Okay. Yeah. Eleven and five. Eleven to five. Okay, you so, predicted that the Packers. You ain't been the Packers fight us. Well, look. Here's my. Here's the thing. 
Everybody knows the fake? my all-time favorite quarterback. So Aaron Rodgers, my boy. And I will <laughs> I am not gonna bet against Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I hope he wins MVP, but no, because look, we got Jaguars, we got Dubs. Lions, Packers, Dubs. Texans. So it's like I like her odds the last four games. Say that one more time. You got but, the but, Lions, but, but, but. Packers, who? Jaguars and Texans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're good. You can go three and one during that for sure. But what do they need to do? Finally? Well, here's what they need to, to do that. What, what, what do you think they need Look, to do? I'm not I'm not even going to talk on offense because everybody knows what Titans offense is about. I'm not even going to go there. Here's what we need to do. Defense, we need – we need to force them to run the ball because we get torched in the secondary. So if we can get them to run the ball, and I mean, it's, this is obviously easier said than done, but we need to get them to put the ball on the ground because with our linebacker core and the way our safeties come downhill, I like our odds when we make them run the ball. We just got to protect top. We got to play top, top to low. So, cover aggressive long running routes really aggressive and make them nickel and dime down the down the field make them do that and then we can come up with we just got to come up with turnovers and if our special teams special teams won't even have to make outstanding plays if our special teams can just do their job do the bare minimum just do what we need them to do and our defense makes them run the ball i think we'll be fine it's when and with running the ball, if they pass it, we have to keep quarterbacks in the pocket. What kills us is when we play quarterbacks that are mobile, like Baker Mayfield, uh, uh, um, Baker Mayfield, uh, Deshaun Watson, when they get out of the pockets, that is when we get destroyed. So we can force them to run the ball more. I like our linebackers, and I like our safeties coming downhill. We do that, and we keep quarterbacks in the pocket on passes. I think we'll be fine. We should be straight. That's what they need to do. Y'all did a pretty good job of doing that versus Lamar Jackson. Exactly. Like, and we've proved we've proven we can do it. We just got to do it every time we play a team like that. Because Baker Mayfield was getting wiggly on the field. <laughs> That's my two cents. I had to vent real quick. All right, Mitch. Why do you say they screwed, though? Oh man, I was just giving. I was just giving, just trying to rouse find us up a little bit. A little fire. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yo, y'all hear about Des Bryant though? Is this break? Yeah, it came out today. Yeah, bro, it didn't come I, out today. It came, it came out like two hours ago. It came out like thirty minutes before the the kickoff happened. That man, <laughs> they yeah. quit on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is Bryant, so we got to take that with a grain of salt. But he did yeah, quit on so, Twitter. See, okay, this is my thing. Des Bryant wasn't on a team until what week was it? Like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he got signed to the Ravens. Yes, was like that. So it, it kind of pisses. Me, it doesn't piss me off, but just kind of like a head scratcher. Just like you know, you were dying to get back into the league, get onto the team. You got it. You caught COVID, which, you know, sucks. Why are you going to just quit the rest of the season, you know? Like, I just don't understand that. I really don't. I, I think I think he's just messing around. You know how he is, like, playing around. I think he's emotional. 
yeah, I think he's just bullshitting, like just saying shit. But yeah, I feel that too. But at the same time, it's just like I would have never said nothing like that. Cause that obviously that's gonna go back to the coaches and all that. And they're just like, okay, he probably wasn't invested, you know. <laughs> like you know those those type of like things pop up, you know. It's just like, all right, like was he really invested or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially when you're when you when you've been begging to get back into the league for three years and you get your chance and then you quit mm-hmm. on Twitter, what? Yeah, it's kind of kind of a head scratcher. But another <laughs> thing I want to say, another thing too, with players that are in the same situation as um, Des Bryant testing positive and you know not being, uh, you know, first string wide receiver or anything, given his situation. Do you think this is something that, you know, other players might try to do or anything like that? Um, just with the whole COVID test and every just COVID and all that? What, what do you mean? By like, you know, like, not calling, like, you know, he's how you said he's calling it quits and everything. Do you legitimately think that some players would just call it, not call it quits for like their career, but just for the season and everything? Do you think that's a possibility, you know, getting later on into the season and everything like that? Um, I don't. Cause when when you call it quits, that check call that check calls it quits too. So facts, facts. <laughs> even guys like you know Aaron Rodgers, even like the big guys that are getting fat contracts, even though they give they're getting paid, they're trying to stay paid. And on you have the other side where what, what most people don't understand is you see all these like elite guys get all this money that doesn't represent the average uh player in the NFL. The average salary in the NFL I think is it's not it's I want to say it's 500,000. Really? So like it's it's not the these big old 2 10 million uh, 2 million dollar contracts. Mm-hmm. It's not that high. So a lot of these guys they they're fighting okay the average salary is 860,000, okay? Which I think the league minimum should be like five fifty. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, the league minimum fight, and there's a lot of guys on league minimum. Um, yeah, which is why the average is lower than you know. You see all these guys making twenty five, thirty million a year, but so a lot of those guys they don't get that money if they don't play. So you got guys at the bottom like, oh no, I can't call it quits. I'm trying to get this bread because they're trying to get to those fat contracts. You got the guys with the fat contracts like, if I make, if I let's say they break it out, if I make seven mil a game and I don't play a game that's seven mil I don't get they have to play the game to get that money so I don't think that's a thing that could happen unless you got a guy in that same situation like Des Bryant where they don't really got to play and they're kind of just doing it for the love of the game because they got their money and they're straight then maybe but the majority of those guys oh no no bro and they know they have such a limited amount of time to get that money too oh yeah yeah. So uh I got a little uh little little thing for y'all, not to jump back to the NBA, but uh I got a couple of stats that I think will blow y'all's mind. So <laughs> all right, what you got? All right, so we got about three or four of them to give to you. So uh Russell Westbrook has the most games with fifteen plus points, fifteen plus rebounds, and fifteen plus assists with eight games. Jason Kidd and Magic Johnson, who each have two. And obviously that was when he averaged that triple double, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he got most of that in his, with his uh, with his last year of uh, with his last year in the Thunder. Um, one of my favorite ones was that uh, Ryan Bowen 
whoever the hell Ryan Bowen is, had the most games with exactly <laughs> zero blocks, zero assists, zero rebounds, and zero points, and exactly one steal with 12 games. Imagine can... making it to the NBA. <laughs> and you can't get one point, one rebound. You can't get an assist, but you get a steal. <laughs> you can't even go to the free throw and line. Then... Bro, I know for what? I know for a fact I can get at least an assist or a rebound. Oh, yeah. Some of oh, those yeah. rebounds, they don't be even trying. You could just steal one. I, I, just, I don't understand that, man. You get your – he did it 12 – he did it with 12 games, too. It wasn't even like it was one game and he went out there and it was a fluke. It was – he did that 12 times. This is his key. It's, a, it's insane. And uh, I'll give y'all give y'all one more. Carl uh, Malone is the oldest player to record a triple-double, and he was 40 years old against the Spurs in November of 28th of 2003. Those are my random NBA stats of the day. 40 years but old I'm and sure, dropping buckets. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure that LeBron's going to – I'm sure LeBron will steal that record here pretty soon. Facts. He can he can thirty nine. That's thirty nine this year, was, I think. Uh, he's thirty seven this year. Is he thirty seven? Yeah, LeBron. He's LeBron. Still got some years on him. Oh, he's still got fifteen years left. <laughs> he, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This ain't right. This ain't right. Hold up. This ain't updated. This ain't- I'm tripping, dude. Carl Malone at forty dropping buckets like that. Oh my goodness. In two thousand three, too. Hold on. He said, "Come." He said, "Come here, nephew. Let me show you a little something." <laughs> <laughs> Come here, young blood. I'm gonna show you how we used to do it, <laughs> bro. LeBron's 35. Oh, there's yeah, no, yeah. He got to leave. There's no he, way. He's 30. He got at least five. five well, I don't know why I'm years. thinking he's 37, 38. I thought 37, 38 too. He was. Oh y'all no, saw that little patch of gray. He's born y'all December 30th, 1984. So he'll be 36 in a couple weeks. Damn. Yeah, he still yeah, he he got at least five great years left, and then that might be it. <laughs> not not might not be it, but I feel like he can play all the way till he's like 43, bro. So y'all know that uh y'all know that Wilt Chamberlain, his uh his minutes played is longer than the total his overall career average minutes played is longer than the get the time of the games during the period that he played in does that make sense so like yeah. when the average game was like 42 minutes or whatever it was his average time played is longer than that than the games themselves that's how much that man was on the court bro what yeah that's crazy <laughs> that's absolutely that, that, that's absolutely crazy when you actually like realize like when you like actually realize like how many times oh man that's crazy yeah that man never came off the court and obviously he got that from games that went to uh, went to overtime but that that man was on the court for 10 years <laughs> just Jeez. not coming off so what was his so what was his minutes uh his average minutes does it give that uh, I don't. That's that's a stat that was off the top of my head. I know it's true. If you want to look it up, um, mm-hmm. he played what he started his career out in the '60s. So, whatever, whatever that was. Um, I wonder if there was a diff, if the games were were uh, shorter in that time period too. For sure, I, I, I'm pretty sure they Minute- were. I'm, I, I, 
40, oh my gosh. How much? His, his, uh, geez. <laughs> it's like 40, 45.8 minutes. That's his career. I'm sure games were probably, they probably did 10 minute quarters back in the 60s, I'd imagine. 60s. <laughs> I think. So you're looking at six minutes, six extra. You can fact check me on that. I'm pretty sure that one's true. That's still crazy. If you take away that 10, so 40 minutes, he averaged what? 45, you said? 45.8. Yeah, that man was literally, he maybe got pulled out for maybe like two minutes, maybe if that, and then yeah, the court. (laughs) Especially for that to be a career average too. Yeah, his was 48.5 minutes a game. That's the year he scored 50 points, or he averaged 50 points a game. Granted, he was six of he was what like six ten, six eleven, playing a bunch of, oh, a bunch of six seven one. Oh, he's seven one, yeah. <laughs> even better. Yeah, he was. There's nobody in the league at that time that was close to seven foot, I feel like. And if they were, they were still getting buckets dropped on them, except for that, Billy there in the, the Boston Celtics. Yeah, yeah. True, true, true. I'm looking that uh that stat up for the how long were the NBA games in the sixties. Uh damn, they played seventy nine games back in the sixties. I can't believe that they played that many games. Yeah, yeah, back then. <laughs> to now where is what, eighty two? Yeah, it's eighty three games. <laughs> But the league was that popular. In, uh, that's back when there were what there were eight teams in the league, so they were playing seventy nine. Oh, 70. That. that's you're playing everybody at least four times. Yeah, even more yeah. than that. I can't do the math on that. <laughs> they out there running series like baseball. Jesus, Jesus. What's up with these AirPods, uh, Calvin? Yo, bro. So have y'all seen them yet? Yeah, I just um Yeah, they look they look they, big. And, and that's the thing too. They look like I feel like um what's those uh headphones? Like the have you ever had like Bose headphones before, the over the ear ones? The ones I have. They're mm-hmm. kinda I, I feel like they're they're kinda they'll obviously they're not gonna look like those, but I feel like they're gonna fit like those. Just by the way they look, but um, did y'all see the price on these things though? No, what's the price? Five hundred fifty bucks for Apple them, man. is going crazy, bro. They want uh five hundred and seventy six dollars for this junk, dog. <laughs> you know what the craziest part about that is too, is that those those over the headphones like the they don't look that good. In my opinion, right? I don't think that they're like that stylish or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But because it's Apple, that's how they run it up. Everybody's going to be wearing those, and it's going to become, you know, like fashionable. I guess you could say exactly. And honestly, if I'm going to pay, if I'm going to get some headphones, bro, I'm not paying five hundred. Like I'm, I'll just go ahead and just buy some beats. No. Buy some beats for <laughs> a little two fifty or whatever it is. Probably still worth the same as. Uh, the headphones and everything but yeah that's just that's just yeah. crazy to me I, I was really invested into it and i knew it was going to be a lot of money for it but 
I didn't think five hundred bucks. I thought maybe like three hundred. Maybe PS five. Yeah. that is a PS five. Yeah, that is a PS five. <laughs> so, y'all better. Oh, wait, I've just never been into the over the headphones. Oh, I, love... I like those. I like the AirPods, man. I've I've I, like I don't like earphones. Like where you put them in your ear. I love over the like mm-hmm. headphones. Like those those are. Like those are my preference when it comes to just wearing headphones. You like wearing those while you're working out? Yeah, I have the the Rock, uh, Project Rock, the Dwayne Johnson, his uh, his headphone collection. I got the over the ear ones. Oh, I got you. Are they comfortable? Uh, yes, so comfortable. They're they're like slip resistant, and they got like all this technology in it and stuff where you can like uh, the coolest the coolest part about it is if you're working out and somebody like comes up to you, you like need to say something to somebody real quick. You just press this button on your ear, and it doesn't it it doesn't pause the music, so you can still hear it, but it fades. It lets the sound come in to where you can hear the people talking to you. It's like super cool. That's wild. What what headphones are these? The Project Rock headphones. Okay. By the way, okay. today's podcast is sponsored by Project Rock headphones. <laughs> Get them at your nearest retailer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Don't you got some Beats though, Finest? Some what? Some Beats headphones? Um, I used to, but they broke. But I got some Bose. I got those uh, the really expensive Bose one that came out this year. Oh, or really? I think they came out last year. I got for Christmas last year. But I love. Are they them. Apple expensive? Um, no, 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 no. They're not that expensive. I think they're like, <laughs> I want to say maybe three something tops. But again, the mm. technology in them is ridiculous. Like, if you put them on and you turn the noise cancellation all the way up, you can't hear a single thing. Like, you can't hear your – it's almost kind of scary or dangerous because you have <laughs> can't hear your surroundings at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I need something like that because there could be a whole war going on outside. I'm just – Well, they're great, my they're great for business. the airplane, though, because, you know, you the airplane, you have the engine in the background. You don't even hear that. Uh-huh. You're gonna have to send me the yeah, I'm gonna have to look these up. Bro. Since you said that that little can't hear the airplane, the noise on the airplane, I'm gonna have to invest on so that. So I got my project rock when I work out, and then I got my other my bows for just like when I go to class or when I go like on campus and stuff like that. You listen to music okay. and stuff like that when you're mountain biking finest? Uh yeah. I actually got a I have a Bose speaker that I put in my backpack and I play music while I'm biking. I got you. I also do it for animals. That way they hear me, and I don't I don't startle them when I come up on them. They'll hear me before I get to them. Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of smart, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I ain't trying to get bit by no snake. Yeah, y'all got bears up there in Texas? No, we there's actually there aren't bears up here. It's really just mountain lions and snakes that you got to worry about. Man, mountain lions are it. no joke either. If you've seen how big those things are, oh, they're thick. For yeah, sure. the, those things are huge. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of wild wild animals here, Fidus, you think uh, I know Arian Foster said this, uh, but you're obviously a D one D one athlete. There, you think if a wolf came at you, you're beating the fuck out of a wolf? Um, <laughs> you think you're is, taking a wolf? Is it is is it a male wolf or female wolf? Oh, a male wolf. Oh, you winning that fight? It's one on one. Just one one on one. I got. I like. I I, I like my chances. We set it up. We set this fight up. 
all I know is if it's me and a wolf, I like my odds, and I'd rather be a wolf than a lion. Oh, <laughs> if it's a lion, there's zero percent. Yeah, there's there's no way you ain't getting away from. Now, am I worried? I'm like... um, yes, I'm very... <laughs> but. I don't know if I got the confidence he has. Oh, I'm taking down. I'm about to be like, all right, well, shit, here we go. This might be it, but I'm going to try. <laughs> we're talking about a wolf. We're talking like a 250-pound wolf, man. Those things are stout. That, oh. ain't, no, that ain't no German Shepherd. That, that thing is a monster. Aggressive. I'm trying to get one as a pet. I'm trying to get a wolf dog as my next dog. Oh, and they, no. Mocha, Mocha's going to be so scared. They're huge. <laughs> When they stand on their hind legs, they're like six two or they can stand up to six four. Like it's crazy. Good lord. So you so you trying to have a dog bigger than you? Damn near I might fuck around and try to get a saddle for it and uh <laughs> <laughs> right at the campus. Yeah. <laughs> I get a saddle for it. Oh You've been living in Texas too long there, Finest. Oh um, man, I got so many cowboy hats now. <laughs> <laughs> That man going to the rodeo. <laughs> but look, oh, look. So, so y'all know about this movie. Y'all know about the movie Milan, the Disney movie. Yes. The, the animated version, fantastic, right? But uh, since the lot, they made the live action one, and I've heard literally nothing but negative things about the movie, about how bad it is, right? And so, um, we did the way Disney Plus works is when the movie first comes out, you can pay like thirty dollars to watch it early, yada yada yada, or go to theaters. And then after a certain amount of time, it becomes free. Plus subscribers, I have a Disney Plus. I saw it was finally free, so I'm like, you know what? I don't really have shit going on today. Let me see what it's talking about. You're gonna watch Milan. And so I watched Milan. Here's the thing: <laughs> it's not as bad as people are saying it is, but it's not good. <laughs> Why you say that? Well, here, well, here's problem number one. The problem with taking an animated movie and making it live action is, in animation, you can do things that's that you can do things that don't look animated or don't look too like fabricated because it's animation. And live action, it looks goofy. Like you know, in the Milan, they got the talking dragon and like little beetle. You can't do that in a live action because it's gonna look quirky. It's gonna look terrible. You don't have the Corny. you don't have the tech. We don't have the technology for stuff like that unless you just got a humongous budget, right? So that was that's not a part of this movie. Um, and then the acting, not great. The acting's not very great. And then some of the special effects are not that great. Like there's these one point where these guys are running up walls. And it does not look like how somebody would run up a wall if it was real. Like, you know, you've seen Spider-Man run up a wall. It looks like he's legit running up the wall. These guys, mm-hmm. like, they're, it's just weird. Like, you can, it looks like they're on cables trying to run up this wall. <laughs> it, so it's, it's, I wouldn't watch it again. And I'm glad it was free. But I wanted to see how bad this thing really was. And it's, it is what it is. They got it man. So, uh, it man goes. It man goes hard. So the uh, speaking of movies, the HBO Max. I don't know if y'all have heard this, but I, I don't want to get this wrong. I think the AT and T, the parent company of HBO Max, owns Warner Brothers Studios. 
So all of Warner Brothers Studios are already on HBO Max, and you can go and watch them. Yes. But they came out this week. They came out this week, and they said that all Warner Brothers Studios movies will be released on HBO Max the day that they release in theaters, and it will be at no extra charge to subscribers. Yeah. So, so, boys, I think we're looking at the death of the theater industry right here. Yeah, I mean – probably because that's what they're doing with uh wonder woman because warner yeah dc so yeah so every every movie out after wonder woman that warner brothers released at least for the next at least for the next year is going to be on hbo max we're talking about they got some big movies coming out too i'm excited for that new conjuring coming out next uh Next summer, Ooh. and they got the dunes that's coming out there. That's yeah, the dunes coming out on it too. That's supposedly pretty good. Are they? Uh, dropping they got there all the, like the DC stuff. Yeah, all DC stuff is going to be on there as well. Did yeah. that, has that new? Has that new DC movie with the Rock? Has that turned into anything yet, or are they? Is yeah, that going to be soon, or is that still years out? It's in production. I, th- I think it comes out like late twenty twenty one. It's either late twenty twenty one. 2022 but uh I, I follow the rock and i'm pretty sure he's they're in like semi-production of it mm-hmm. yo mitch this conjuring movie you're this is just new to me i didn't even know they were making one what's this one about i don't or know i don't know the pre- premise of it pre- i haven't I, they when i saw this they it's like i think it's 23 movies uh they had a list of them i didn't even know it was coming out until that but i mean the conjuring's always been fire those are mm-hmm. those are always good movies. Get a get your blood boiling a little bit. So uh, yeah, I'm, and I never I'm really liked scary. like that the Annabelles and the stuff like that that came off of them. I just thought they were kind of corny. But the the Conjuring's and I, I was, I'm a big Paranormal Activity fan too. Mm-hmm. So I always thought it was funny that the Conjuring, the ghosts and the Conjuring's or the spirits, whatever you want to call them, they they made themselves known to whoever whoever wanted to see them and the. Paranormal activities go sketchy, and they would only show themselves sometimes. So that's why I thought the the con scarier than them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Movies. I'm using the scary movies and stuff like that. Uh, so you, I'm definitely going to check that. You out. You ever seen Hereditary, Yo. Calvin? Oh my god, that movie scared the shit out of me. That that oh is the god. that is the scariest movie I've ever seen. And the, dude, sometimes I'll be laying in bed at night. And it's and not you like that, I, that, it, that noise. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you, you hear something, or like it's not even, not even like that. Like not scared to go to sleep, but like sometimes I'll think about that movie. And I'll be like, man, that was that disturbing. You know the part that really met. Well, only reason why I found out about that movie when I was living back in chat with Bradley, him and uh, Demon and uh, <laughs> Lucas had watched it uh, the night. I think it was like two nights before I watched it. I think I was over at. Uh, I think I was over at McLean and Tyler's place that night or whatever, but I came back and they were just like, dude, you got to watch this movie. And they're like, and they told me about it a little bit. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. We all watched it. And they would not tell me a specific part of the movie where I was going to be shook. But do, do you know part I'm t- kind of you talking about to? that light pole? Oh my God. That had me <laughs> shook. Mitch, I'm telling you. Cause like when I was looking at her, like when she was choking and stuff and, you know, like putting her head out the window, I was like, I was getting that kind of feeling. I was like, oh no, this better not happen. What I think is going to happen. 
And then it happened. I was I looked at everybody in the room. I was like, "Is this the part y'all telling me about?" They're like, "Yup." <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that 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 messed me up, dude. That messed me up, man. So bad. And obviously, but, this um, movie's like three or four years old. So, not, if you haven't seen it already, well, then you, you kind of screwed up. But I think the yeah. worst was the how the the mom reacted to it. Right, that was just like some raw emotion. And I was like, "Fuck, dude, that is that's just hard to watch, man." Yeah, dude, because. <laughs> I kind of I fell for her, bro. Yeah, the way she was crying, I was like, "Ah, uh, God!" But have you seen um, Midsummer? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it on the. I'm. I mean, anything that director touches, I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch. But uh, okay. yeah, I saw it on the opening night, and I I, I would have liked it better had I gone into it knowing it wasn't a scary movie because I don't think that I don't I wouldn't consider that a scary movie, right? I just consider that I wouldn't like consider a, it is. Like which I don't even know what you would really call it. Um, it's just I, messed up. That's all it is. It's, it's just messed it's up. It's more. It's more of just spooky. Just kind of just like weird, and it's kind of it's almost like some witchcraft shit, to be honest. Yeah, you know, really. Uh, just how the just how the movie is set up and everything. But uh, what's some other movies the director had? Uh, those are his only two, but his next one. Is going to be, from what I understand, he said he's writing a four-hour movie that's supposed to be a dark comedy. I don't know what the hell that's going to be. I don't know if I'll be able to sit through our movie, but I'll, I'm sure as hell going to try. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he just need to make two parts to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah <really>. two two-hour <laughs> movies. Four, a four-hour movie, dude. A lot of people are going to be passed out after the the second hour. So. For sure. Finest, uh, I see you like to watch uh, like Family Guy and stuff like that. Oh, right? I love it. My favorite. What's your, uh, what's your opinions on Rick and Morty, man? Oh, I love Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin, you ever watch that? Dude, Rick and Morty is actually pretty funny. Oh, I, I watched man. a couple of episodes. It's good stuff. <laughs> Isn't it on Hulu? It's on. Yeah, it's on Hulu. I think it's on Hulu and Netflix. Or it, actually, I don't It's not on Netflix. It's on HBO Max, though. HBO okay. Max got everything, I'm, man. I might have to get. I'm gonna have to get HBO Max. I'm gonna have to get my HBO account back. There's some shows on there that I really like. Dude, they have um, they have everything on there, man. They they don't have as much stuff as Netflix does, but the quality of their stuff is. I would say the quality of Netflix produces some pretty good stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I think the quality of HBO Max is better. I'll say Netflix originals are pretty solid. Oh I'll yeah, they're that. really good. They're man. Really- Mitch, I got a quick question for you. What's up? You watch House of Cards? Of course, dude. I've seen House of Cards like four or five times. I watched it. You seen the wire? You you I've seen never, the wire yet on HBO? I've never seen the wire. I have. I've started like three or four episodes, and I've just never. I know I need to Mitch. get into it. It's supposedly one of the better shows, right? Mitch, I told Finest about this early. Like I think it's like our second or first podcast that we ever did. That that series is so good. They have like. U.S. politicians saying just commenting about it and stuff, so you know the stuff on it. Is, the content is good. You got U.S. politicians talking about it and just saying how realistic and um, authentic all the stuff is. Uh, but yeah, I, it's something that you need to check out, dude, because it's it's interesting. Each season is pertaining to a different situation in uh, Baltimore, and they're uh-huh. all real events too. They're not some made up events. They're all real events that happen. Uh, real. I want to say, yeah, I want to say like. Like from like ninety five to early two thousands, mid two thousands, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So like, it's actually real events that have happened and everything. So have you uh, have you ever seen Oz? Oz? Nah, 
Mm-mm. All right. You want to watch Oz. It's on. It, it was made in the late 90s, right? This show, when I tell you there is no happiness in the show, there's no joy to watching the show, <laughs> and you're not going to like your life any better. But it's so interesting that you just got to keep watching. You, you, it, it's it, it's insane, man. The, the, that show is it is so real, and it's just just scary that scary in a sense it's hbo max too hbo's got the hits man hbo's got everything but you need to watch Oz. it's a it's a prison show but it's hbo prison so it's like man some of the stuff that happens in that show man you're you just you just you just can't believe it man but it's so dark and it i don't know y'all need to watch it it's amazing guys i'm gonna I'm about to hop on this HBO again. I'm going to have to give you the password, bro. <laughs> Check out some of this stuff. Shit. All right, bet. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to do something because apparently HBO doing it all right. Do y'all, yeah. use, do y'all, do y'all use uh Roku or what do y'all use to watch? My place. I use my, I use my Xbox. Okay, good. Roku and HBO Max, which is Roku, I think, owns like 75% of the streaming market. They're beefing right now, so they they still haven't got HBO Max, and it's been out for like eight or nine months because they don't want to give up. I guess they can't get the numbers right on how much they're going to pay for it to put it on on their platform. But Roku, you're kind of screwed out of it. But PS Five and Xbox both have it. Xbox, we got to tap in. Oh yeah, Xbox. Hey hey, 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 I just use the, hey, hey, the Xbox for TV, dude. And plus, I don't play video games that Bro, much. Bro, I was about to PS4. say, I'm pretty sure we played uh, on PlayStation again. I was like, Why did you get an Xbox? I forgot you got both. Finest, you yeah. over here hating on the Xbox? I'm not hating on the Xbox. I'm just PlayStation Nation till I die. No, 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 no. We got Halo. You gotta, you gotta have the Xbox okay. solely for Halo. Halo's cool and all, but. You think you got a war? The show? I mean, MLB, the show's coming. It is coming this year to Xbox. MLB, all right, come on now. That's not even a positive. (laughs) MLB games are fun, man. You go out Mm. there and throw no hitter. But y'all do have Gears of War, and that game is pretty – that game is fun as hell. Oh, yeah. not going to lie. If you know how to play, it's a very difficult game. The only game I like on Xbox that PlayStation doesn't have is Left 4 Dead. That's that not. That's a, I've never. What? That's a. Uh, that's a Xbox exclusive. Or I didn't yeah. know that. Yes, because I literally go over my friend's house all the time. Uh, I I don't know when this is like middle school or high school just to play that game because it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all got. Uh, you ever played The Last of Us on PlayStation? Finest. I actually was. I actually was thinking about buying it because it looks good. It's- it's really good from from everything I've seen. It's very very good. You got to play the first one uh, though before you play the second one because uh, apparently the stories stories line up. Uh, okay. My old uh, old roommate used to be a, a big Resident Evil fan. Um, I don't know if y'all have played any of the new ones, but it's legit like the 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 newest one. Well, yeah, the newest one, Resident Evil Seven. It's legitimately you're in a horror movie. So you're like getting jump scares. Your adrenaline's just through the roof. Um, yeah, that shit's scary, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know how he did that. I'd much rather watch a horror movie than be a part of a horror movie. <laughs> Is it actually that scary? Yeah, dude. Like I'd be turning corners and stuff like that. Like legitimately, like heart rate pumping. 
like legitimately terrified calvin because like you're <laughs> i'm saying I'm, I'm telling you man that that thing you you go ahead and give it a shot man that that it'll scare you it's been out for about five years so it'll probably be pretty cheap on on the playstation but yeah man you get in a dark room with that and you play it with play it with some sound you're gonna be you're gonna be shit in the bed man <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it man i don't i don't like being a part of the horror movie i might have to go like watch it and just see and just see how much it costs and man. see if i shit the bed or not <laughs> man it's not good man <laughs> you have fun with that you tell me how you like that i'll tell you if i need some new underwear i got you <laughs> <laughs> oh boy are we on to the lunch table oh we got some lunch Ooh. i got a couple of good ones for y'all boys i got one all right i got i got two i got two as well okay who going first though i'll go first you got all right. Uh, so the first one, this is like personally, not like in general, but personally, do you do you decide, do you base your decisions more on emotions or logic? <laughs> Ooh. Finest, I'm reading a book about this right now by, uh, I know you, you y'all read, I saw on y'all Snapchat story, you're trying to read the, uh, or reading the uh, subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah, that dude, great book. Great that, book. That dude came out with a new book this year, and it's called Everything is Fucked, a book about hope. And I'm on the second chapter right now about the about the difference between uh, making decisions based on emotions and logic. And he says in that book that you make all your decisions based off of emotion. Decisions. You go with what your gut does every single time and that whether you realize it or not. So I'm going with his theory. I think I make all my decisions off of emotion. Interesting. I'll say this. I'll say the same thing. Cause just knowing me, I'll react off emotions. And then once I actually sit down and realize like the whole situation, I should sit down and think about the whole situation and everything. I'm like, damn dude, like I could have done, I could have done this better. Like not emotion, what emotionally wise, but I could have done this to make it better, you know, logically, you know? So I'll go with, uh, emotion interest because i'm the opposite i think for me personally i think not all of my decisions but the vast majority are made logically but because i kind of have a system especially when it comes to big decisions i have a system where i sit down and i literally will write out the pros and cons and mm-hmm. I, I weigh my options and i make like lot like i'll try to make um, a logical decision based on like once I have all the facts and all the information I have up front, I try to make a logical decision. I'm sure there's some emotion in there as well, but I, I, I at least what I feel like me personally, I feel like it's more based on logic than it is emotion. Wouldn't you say that your emotions drive your logic though? Um, ooh, it's a good question. I don't <laughs> know because. Uh, cause when I think when I, when you ask that question, the one decision, like the biggest decision I've made recently was moving to San Antonio. And, um, when I was given the opportunity to, to follow my supervisor to, to Texas from Missouri, if, well, first of all, I thought she was joking, but when I found out she was serious, I like had to sit down cause it's, it's a huge decision for me to stay or leave. And I think emotionally, at the time, I wanted to stay in Colombia because I had like I had uh, relationships, 
and, and all this kind of stuff in Colombia at the time. So emotionally, I wanted to stay at a yada, but I sat down. I said, like, okay, emotions aside, let's look at what we got, what we have. Because in my situation, if I stayed in Missouri, my, my supervisor was funding me to go to, to grad school without me paying any money. Not only that, but they were paying me. I was being funded to go to grad school. So I was like, mm-hmm. she, if she leaves, then I have to find somebody else to fund me because I won't be able to work with her anymore. And she's like, uh, I'd have funding for like a semester. I'd have to find a semester, uh, use a semester to find a supervisor to see if they have funding for me, get funded, and then continue with my PhD. So, okay, what happens if I leave? If I leave, my money's straight. Like, I don't have to do it. I don't really have to do anything because she's still funding me through, uh, through the National Science Foundation. So if I go with her, I know at least my money is straight. I got it. I'm going to have a check coming in every month. I'm going to be able to pay the bills. The problem is I'm moving to San Antonio. I know nobody out there. I don't know mm-hmm. anybody. I don't know a soul out there. I I've never been to San Antonio at this point. And I'm I'm basically the time she told me um was in the spring. I basically was if I had decided to leave, I'm leaving in like the next month. So it was like short notice, basically. So <laughs> logistically or emo- logistically, it's like, you know, in terms of money. Having, you know, being able to pay the bills and having it secured financially, I should move. So it's basically what I did, even though my heart wanted to stay in Columbia because I, I knew people there. I knew the I knew professors there. I kind of had like I had friends and old teammates and and all this stuff, yada, yada, yada back then. So when you talk about emotions, that's where I wanted to stay was in Columbia. But looking at the logics and rationale, it's like. You just gonna have to take the L on emotion and go to a city you know nobody in. And I, I'm already I'm not really a social butterfly to begin with, so it's mm-hmm. just you know that first month I'm just sitting around cool in the house. I'm just sitting around my thumb up my ass because I know absolutely <laughs> no. <laughs> but one can make the argument that the emotions of wanting to get a PhD and especially a PhD paid for was the one that drove you out to San Antonio rather than the emotions of knowing your environment. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but see what I'm saying? Yeah. You could make that argument if you're on the outside looking in, but if you're in that position, I wasn't even thinking about like the PhD part was an afterthought. Cause in my mind, I'm going to get the PhD regardless. Uh-huh. It's just, it's just me either getting the PhD knowing I have funding or me getting the PhD and I'm going to have to just find the funding. But the PhD was still an afterthought because in my back of my head, I'm going to get it. It's just, do I want to get it staying here and have to look for funding first? Or do I want to make the move where I got my funding, but I'm just going to be by myself and even further away from home? That makes a lot of sense, man. There's a lot to be said about learning to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You know? Oh, dumb bug. Facts. Facts. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's possible to grow as a person when you're I feel like you just got, comfortable. I feel like with those I feel like with those like those things, those events that come through like, you know, just individuals' life and stuff, I feel like that's like those are like the moments where you're just like, Okay, like I did it, I'm fine. You know, like once you get over that hump, like you know, just you know, because did you kind of worry a little bit, you know, moving out to San Antonio, just hoping everything was going to be fine and everything like that? Obviously, every day, 
Yeah, I feel like once you like get over that hump of you know just the worry, the anxiety of just just being in a new place and everything, I feel like after that, that that kind of builds you up a little bit. Like, okay, like I made a move out here. I'm doing what I need to do and everything like that. So, yeah, it's worked out so far, but we'll see in three and a half years. Nah, you, you'll be good in three and a half years. So it's a four-year program to get your to get your uh, PhD. Five. Holy shit! I, hey, after you get done, you making money? <laughs> shit, we'll we'll see. Nah, nah, it ain't we'll see. It's you know, bro. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a long. I won't I won't be done with college till twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five. Wow. So you're just sure. getting started. You're a freshman. Again. Oh, well, sophomore. But yeah. <laughs> That's insane. When does did do they do like internships and stuff like that that you're that will take up semesters and stuff? Uh, no, it's just straight class. Wow. That's insane. That's commitment. Yeah, it it yeah, it's it's something. Man, but uh, oh yeah, my second question. So. Where is the line between cocky and confident? Oh, mm. I think I think the difference between cocky and confident is knowing whether or not your shit stinks. I think that's the first thing that comes to my head. First thing that comes to me is cocky or confidence. I feel like cocky is confidence is more of just like you know you can achieve it. Cocky is just saying like, oh, I'm gonna do it, knowing that there's that percentage chance that you know it might not work out, you know? Yeah. That's how I uh, view it and everything. See, this is the question I'm not even really sure I have my own answer for because there's, like, I was trying to think of ways to where I would draw the line, but there's I always find a, a scenario where that line could be crossed but still be on the other side. Like, I was going to say, uh, Confidence is when, like, you confidence, like, you know, you have the ability to do something, so you just do it without all the barking. But then I was like, there's situations where guys bark and they still deliver. You know what I'm saying? Like, guys would be like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm about to go ham," and they, they they actually go ham, and it's just they're just confident in their game. I don't know. It it just gets tough. It depends. It, I feel like it depends on the um. For me, it depends on the delivery of the confidence or cockiness. Like, because I'm cool with somebody like talking all that talk, yada, yada, yada. If they gain to back it up, that's just confidence to me. It's not cocky, you know? But mm-hmm. it depends on the delivery. Because if you get disrespectful with it, then obviously that's more of cocky than it is confidence. Mm-hmm. I guess confidence to me is just respectful cockiness. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. No, it does. But yeah, that's my two. You want me to go? I need a sip. I'll go. I'll go, since I only got one. So, this is a question that has been brought up just just through conversations and everything. And I've had this conversation multiple times with different people. So, do y'all believe that... How am I going to word this? Do you believe that men's prime ages start at the age of 30? You t- and when I say prime ages, like status, you know, just uh, 
status, you know, wealth, um, just everything, you know. Hmm. Um, it, I would we're not say 30. I would obviously say, we're not 30 yet. So this is kind of a hard question. But the I'll, people that I'll, I've talked to are obviously, you know, 40, 50 years old and everything like that. I think I'd honestly say yes, because you got your career started. You're still in good health. Mm-hmm. You still got good time. Uh, you're not your body's obviously breaking down from the day you die, but it's not breaking down as much as it would be in your fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. I think it, I don't know. I mean, some people don't really hit their strides till their forties and figure out what they need to do and start, start their family or start being good with their family. Mm-hmm. But I'd say, I, I would say for a man, yeah, that the, their thirties are probably their prime. And the thing, the reason why, just a little backstory. When I've talked to these, these people and everything, They've always said that they put it, they, they dumb it down like this. They're like, all right, so you get out of college, right? You're around, what, 22, 24, somewhere around that age, correct, for most people? Yeah. So yeah. you get, let's say it takes you a year to find a job. You're 25 or whatever, a job, like an actual good salary job, benefits and everything. He said, well, both all, let me see, how many people was it? Was it four people? Yeah, four people. Out of all, out of the four people, they said during that that five years uh when you're 25 to 30 they said that's the grinding years and everything just you know just trying to make you know that just make that status you know become wealthy and just you know be good at your job and everything um Mm -hmm. so that that that's just a little backstory of you know how that conversation kind of came up uh and everything like that what what are your thoughts finest um man i don't know i feel like you said it's when you start your prime ages or your prime he said, well, they said like either from the age is like they really said like 28 to 30 is when it's it, and then it goes to starts at 28 to 30. And then it goes on to like, I don't know, like, I don't I don't remember what he said, 35, 36, oh, wow. something like that. Um, Yeah, I'll agree for the most part. I think a lot of it comes down to the individual and like what you're trying to achieve, because some goals mm-hmm. are easier to achieve than others. Others take a lot more time. But I think for the. For the most part, it's you know, it sounds about right because to make it to the top, there's gonna be some time of hustle and grind. Mm-hmm. So, but it, yeah, it sounds about right. I say around thirty is where most people start to like really get some momentum going with their careers and stuff, and then take off from there. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So that's my only one that I had. I'm gonna be late though, but it's it's all right. I got a, uh, I got a good one for you guys. So let's say that I'm a magical wizard, right? And I come to you and I say, I will put you, I will give you a hundred million years of a perfect heaven. You can build whatever you want, bring whoever you want. You can have it look like whatever you want. You get to design it. You have happiness, guaranteed happiness. And if, you want to die of 100 million years if you get a million years in and you're like, okay, I'm done, then you can, you know, end it all, right? But you get whoever you want, whatever you want, you get to build your own universe that you live in, right? But in order to get this, you have to, you have to spend six months on the surface of the sun and take all the pain that comes with that. Would you do it? And for the sake of an example... You would 
once you spent the six months on the sun, you would be fine. You come out, all the psychological torture that would have went through, all the burns, everything, all the pain would be erased from your memory. You would remember the experience, but you wouldn't deal with the the PTSD of this experience. Would you do it? So it's basically six months of hell for <laughs> yes. years of a perfect heaven. Yes, of your perfect heaven. What you determine to be a perfect heaven. And if not, we just live a normal life. Like, If not, you just, you just keep going about your day. You wake up, you go to school in the morning, go to work, do what you got to do. Yeah, I'm a, a perfect universe. Oh, I'm going to take the L. You get, take the six months L. <sighs> six I months think. on the surface of the sun finest? Yeah, Marvin, I'm going to take the L. Perf a heaven? Yeah, bro. Perfect yeah. heaven? Imagine how long one minute of that pain would be. Imagine how long one minute of perfection would be. <laughs> That's true. For a hundred, and we're talking six months to a hundred million years. That obviously <laughs> outweighs it by far. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I don't. The L2 I don't know. That's that's a that that's a that's a lot to sit for six months. It's a long time to be hurting. And I per- the squad. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, a you perfect. bring whoever you want with. Look, you. I'm taking the L for the team, right? That's what it's called. You wouldn't take the L for the team when it was the prison. Bro, talk about prison. Talking about a my perfect heaven versus somebody else for me to have a state record. Come on. All right. My last question for y'all. Do you think that it's better to be born today and we'll just say the average circumstances that us three were born in? Or do you think it would be better to be born in like 1200 as English royalty? Wait, what race are we? And, yeah, yeah. Just what, were you in in England or here? You talking about where we we are born in royalty in England? Yeah, you're born into royalty Ooh. in England, so you're you're a part of the royal your royal family. I'm gonna say now. I'm gonna say like current because well, well, people back then what only lived to like forty. Yeah, and I mean, if you got a paper cut, that was almost a death sentence if it got infected. Uh, I like to, but you're royalty. Yeah. Ah, I don't know. I feel you like get, back- you got people serving you. You do whatever the hell you want to. I don't. I don't know. I feel like it was a big clusterfuck back then. Like, <laughs> like a, I You're don't. A king though. You got to think about the communication too, dude. A royal fan like back then. There's no telephones. There's nothing. There's the the way to communicate is word by mouth or letter. Hey, so, is that is that not that is is that not better than what we're living in right now? Bro, I- Upper infused mattress, man. You think they had that back then? No, but you get whatever the hell you want back then. That's you know, you yeah, just... <laughs> you're living in a castle. You're having parties. They got whining and dining people. <sighs> hell, you go down. You go down to the town square. Choose somebody to go and get executed. I mean, you do whatever the hell you want to. And you're part of England. Come you're on. right. But at the same time, I, I like my life enough to where I wouldn't give it up for a place for a time way, way back in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just given the the living conditions and everything, I couldn't do it. I just like, couldn't. Like, like back then, if you lived to 60, you were a god. Now <laughs> it's like, that's not even that old to be dying anymore. No, 60 people are saying you're dying too young. Yeah, I mean, back then, if you made it to 60, 
You're in the music. They have a they have a statue of you. They praise you if you lived in '60 back then. Ah, that's not ah, that's tough. I would just be like now, where you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm picking what I'm doing now. I'm not doing you, that. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of fun to be a king back then. Just it sit would on the be, throne, big bricks cool. fed to you. I'm not gonna fake it. That that does sound lit, but shit. I feel like you. Uh, I don't know. And it's a me personally. If I had the same mindset back then as a king, I'm paranoid because I know somebody trying to come. It's coming for you. Come after my dumb ass. I gotta have somebody always sip my drink before I drink it. Yeah, but you can do that. You're good. They out there. They always trying to behead kings back then. I don't know what was up with people back then, but. Man, you got a you got an army at you you got an army at your fingertips. You do whatever the hell you want to. Never heard of a coup. You, you can you can scared of that. What was that? I think I think I lost, lost connection. Really? We're used to that. I say you just quarantine if you're if you're and paranoid the... somebody coming after your head. I guess no. It's it's too tough for me. <laughs> Like I, I don't have any attraction to the pat. Like way back then, like old ancient history and all this, I have no attraction to that stuff at all. That doesn't Yeah. Well don't get me don't don't get me wrong here. We definitely look better than like the average person did back then, but I don't know. It'd be kind of it'd be it, there's definitely a question to be had about it. So what's your answer, Mitch? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. I think it'd be. I think. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun to be a king back then, man. You do whatever the hell yeah, you want. You got a. You got a good point, but that one, or be a Roman king, man. You go back then, not even dark ages. Romans had running water. They had. They had sewage True. systems back yeah. then. Yeah, but you living on you the do Mediterranean. One wrong thing though, Mitch. Oh yeah, you have the whole village pissed off at you. Oh yeah, you you get you get your generals mad at you. I don't know. You figure it out. Yeah, you say that when you got 12, 12 of your soldiers <laughs> up against you with swords and stuff. Yeah, you tell me how that's going to end for you. <laughs> you go to you go to, you go down to the the the, the Colosseum watch a watch a lion take on a human. That would be pretty terrifying. <laughs> shit to watch. They were so barbaric, oh. dude. Can you know. imagine just like like yeah. Being in that, like, an actual, like, war or whatever back then. Like, no guns, just face-to-face, like, uh, arrows and everything. Oh, no. Nah. That'd be brutal, man. There ain't any one-hit Yo, kills yeah, either. Yeah. Whatever whatever you're going to die by, it's going to be a little mm-hmm. bit before you die. You take an arrow to the your femoral artery or whatever the hell that artery is oh, in your yeah. leg, you're going to bleed out, man. Oof. Yeah. And along That's with that, you might have one arrow <laughs> there. You might have three more with your name on it. So, oh yeah, yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to be a part of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm picking. That's why I'm sticking to what I'm doing now. Because <laughs> first thing, I don't qualify for the draft, so I'm good. Oh <laughs> uh, man. man! All right, is uh, that it? I believe I think so. that's it. I believe so, my friend. Man, and we're doing great on time. 
The last one was thick. Three hours, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Shit was long. I got to be up at 4.45. So. Oh, what, for work? Yeah, I got to be in a little earlier tomorrow. Ah, the struggle. You be getting there. The be- struggle. You get there before the rush hour traffic hit. Uh, dude, there ain't no rush hour traffic. That's the best thing COVID's ever done. I don't hit any traffic coming home from Nashville or going to Nashville. See, Zero. That, well, once everybody goes back into the office, it's going to be a shit show for you, bro. So I'm just going to. Yeah, I know. But what, what I'm banking on, what I'm banking on is that all these companies that are going to remote realize they don't have to pay for an office building and they can get the same production. So maybe, just maybe, I won't yeah. have any traffic. Yeah, but I'm but those screwed. large corporations, though, those large corporations, oh, yeah. are missed. they, you know, they like the the in office atmosphere and everything. So, yeah, I'm just trying to pipe it up so I don't have to think about sitting an hour and a half worth of traffic. Yeah, I know going to work, you can kind of, you know, manipulate it by just, you know, getting up early and everything being it. But once your day's over, you got to go back. <laughs> Might just have yeah, to get the true, traffic. Or you might, yeah, might have that L and move. You feel me? Uh, you move to Nashville. You're gonna move hell north of Nashville, west of Nashville, east of Nashville. Sure as hell not uh, south yeah. of Nashville. Yeah, for sure. You get downtown Nashville, you paying around. Oh, dude, it's like eight hundred for apartment. Yeah, I ain't about that. Jeez, no bet. Yeah, I can't do it. No nope. strict budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got any any outros? Do what you got to do and stay out the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the last 19 episodes. <laughs> I keep it simple. I got to think of an outro, man. I still have a, I need to sit down and think. I'd say right now I'm I'm reading a book on hope, so there's there's hope out there somewhere. I'll figure it out. Oh yeah, you heard it here first, folks. All right, this has been the Guardians of the 615. Stay tuned. Keep listening. We appreciate it. Don't forget to grab some merch. Brought to you by uh, uh, <laughs> <what>? Anchor. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, yeah, brought to you by Anchor. And what was the other one you had said earlier today? Oh, uh, the Rock's headphones. Yeah, brought to you by Project Rock. Get <laughs> 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 right, get left. Deuces. <laughs> Sacrifice and play this game I done prayed that my life would never be the same I